Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ott. This is episode 102. And we've made a good start on the winter-spring 2021 season. Thank you for holding on to this community, a community of Adventist missionaries. But you know, most importantly, thank you for being a part of God's mission, of a God's team. Wherever you are, you're treasured, you're valued, and you're needed. You might not feel that immediately in your surroundings, and that's often the case. But the fact that you're treasured, valued, and needed is the expression of God's heart, of His mind in your missionary journey. Let's have that assurance as our constant anchor because that's what makes us strong. Today's episode brings into focus a missionary, a missionary story full of challenges and blessings. Enid Harris, a colleague of mine at Institute of World Mission, who serves as assistant director and whom many of you know personally, interviews Sherlyn. Sherlyn is a missionary, a mother of missionary kids and a wife of a missionary pastor. We'll try to conceal any further personal details, simply not to harm Sherlyn and her family's ministry in any way. But her story will make a difference for you today. As we are about to do that, let me just quickly say that when the interview is over, I have an important announcement. Don't miss that. So, let's switch to Enid and Sherilyn now. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org slash podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. I just want to welcome you, Sherilyn. Um, and you. so Thank before we move on, I just want to ask you to introduce yourself and share a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Enid, for having me here on this, uh, on this very special program. Well, um, I'm Sherlyn. Um, we're of Indian origin, um, but we've been serving in the Gulf Yields. That's uh, mainly the Middle East part of, of the world. Uh, and so the way God led us to accept his call has been nothing short of a wonderful journey with him. Well, we have we've been blessed with two children. We have right. a 19-year-old son and we have a little daughter. She's seven years old. Uh, yes large gap but then the lord has had his plan for that as well yes. so we're just uh, really thankful to god for giving us this this chance to serve him he's taken us on a wonderful journey i'm sure there's lots of work to be done in interesting culture to um to be in as well mm -hmm. now i just wanted last year there was the most uh, was probably the most unusual and unforgettable year globally Mm -hmm. uh, there was this pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic that affected all of us. Uh, no doubt each one of us either knew someone who had the virus or someone who sadly passed away. And, you know, we're still hearing every day mm -hmm. of uh, people passing away from this virus. Yes. Um, and some of us had, some people had a personal encounter with contracting uh, COVID-19. And Sherilyn, you had that uh, an encounter with this virus. Uh, talk to <laughs> us a little bit about that encounter. All right. All right. Well, um, it was sometime in mid-August of 2020 that my, um, at that time, she was six years old. My daughter, Daniela, came running to me and I was in the kitchen. 
um, she was watching a documentary on storms and tornadoes and stuff. And she was so excited. And she came to me and said, Mama, Mama, just out of the blue. She says, Mama, Mama, do you know that the, even though tornadoes and hurricanes are so wild, there's a part right in the center of the storm that's so peaceful and calm. And they call it the eye of the storm. And mm. she looked at me with big eyes and then she just <laughs> ran away to continue with that. So I was like, strange child, you know, just so, so uh, out of the blue and so random. And uh -huh. I thought to myself, I thought to myself, interesting, with all that storm going on, the center of it, the eye of the storm is so peaceful. That was interesting. So that, you know, I chuckled to myself, the things that my daughter comes up with and she shares with us. It was interesting. So this was a great yeah. uh, discovery for her, you know, for Danny. <laughs> Um, but just a few weeks after this discovery that she made, something happened. How did this turn of events relate to that discovery that she made? Share it. Oh, uh, sure. Well, a few weeks later, my husband developed this intense fever and cough. So he went to get tested and uh, he got tested positive for COVID. Now, it, it really baffles our mind to, to understand how and where my husband could have, got, could have caught the, the virus because we've been mm -hmm. extremely careful, as, as careful as can be. And this, all this happened uh, way back in the time when people were not really uh, so aware of um, mm. what's really happening with the virus. So lots of panic going on around the world mm -hmm. and you know, all these mm -hmm. rumors and all those, those kind of things just made things more difficult and more fearful. Mm -hmm. um, so we didn't really know what to expect, but um, since my husband tested positive, it was only natural that my daughter and I would go for the testing as well. So I was all completely ready to accept the fact that, yes, Danny and I are also tested positive. Now, and this is where I say what my daughter ran and told me about the eye of the storm. I now knew what was happening. We were taken into the storm, but mm -hmm. we were now in the eye of the storm because of the way that God unraveled things to us. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. um, so during that time, as I mentioned earlier, information was very here and there. And so one of the things that we found that we learned from uh, some healthcare workers was that if the husband is, I mean, if the one family member, the parent is tested positive and the child is also tested positive, then the child is also taken away, but to a different facility and has to be taken care over there. Now, um, we found out that my husband got tested positive, my daughter tested positive, but I, the mom, mm -hmm. tested negative. Mm. And, and for me, what, was, um, what shook me was the, was the thought that my daughter would have to be in a separate facility. Um, and uh, she was just six years old at the time. And I just need to mention this thing about Danny because my husband, since he take he he serves in the church and often has to do go on errands and things of that nature, my daughter and I are pretty much together always mm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not like I'm always you know always trying to check and see is she doing fine is she doing fine. But you know even if I'm in a different room in a short while she'll come to join me there. It's mm -hmm. just that she just wants to know that I'm around. Like. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and Security. I that was. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. So it was when I thought that she would have to be staying separately, I immediately was 
really concerned about how she would react to it because mm. she's always she always wants me to be around but god is so gracious and uh, he he just took care of things from there when i when i received the information on my in my phone via text that my daughter was tested positive but i was tested negative um it was a little hard to to understand what was going to happen from from there mm. um and uh, so so many thoughts going on through my mind and i was like lord what do you want me to do how am i how are we supposed to deal with this and the biggest hurdle for me was breaking the news to danny to tell mm. her she has mm-hmm. to be taken to a different facility and because i've seen the way she reacted before when mm. she has to be away from me for some time and so the thoughts sort of swirling through my mind and so i did what any parent would do that yes. is i got down on my knees mm-hmm. and i just i was like lord and then stop full stop because i couldn't get the words out there were i just couldn't bring my bring any thoughts to my words to my thoughts to say what it, there was just so much going on and um, as that was happening just suddenly my mind uh, i just saw this picture this framed picture that my parents have in their home in india mm. which mm. is a picture of jesus kneeling down in the garden of gethsemane praying mm-hmm. and 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 uh, praying to the to the father in heaven and that i don't i can't explain humanly why that picture of all the things just came to my mm. mind but suddenly it just became so clear to me and the only words that came to my mouth were lord not my will but thy will be done mm. and and i cannot express to you adequately just the kind of peace that came upon me just in a moment you know it was like i felt i'm, I'm getting goosebumps even now thinking about mm. that mm-hmm. it's like this this calm just came over me and i was like you know i cannot even begin to fathom what god had to go through what jesus had to go through and yet here i was this mother and i knew that jesus understood what i was going through exactly and the peace that he gave to me at that moment mm-hmm. i now knew what it was like to be in the eye of the storm amen it was amazing and uh, this all of this happened very early in the morning and my daughter was still asleep and i was there kneeling at the bedside and she was uh, and i it was surprising because just as i finished my prayer she woke up at the same mm-hmm. time which mm-hmm. was strange because she normally wouldn't wake up that early in the morning but mm-hmm. i believe it was the lord who who also gently roused her from sleep at that mm-hmm. time and i put her on my lap and you know i just asked the lord please give me the right words to to say to her and give her the right spirit and sometimes we as parents don't realize how resilient our children can be yes and uh, i believe that god gave me the spirit to be calm at that time to explain to danny what happened she just kept looking at me looking at my face and everything and she said okay mama okay mama that was it it was that simple <laughs> unexpected I was, like, i was like lord you are amazing and then just seeing that she was taking everything so easily and just knowing in her heart that mama said she'll be okay she's going to be okay that simple mm-hmm. trust and i said lord thank you for showing me through my child what you can do for me it's about simple trust yeah. amazing lessons we can learn from our children oh, um yes, and, and 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 at the same time you also could feel this inner reassurance yes. uh this this yes. inner peace 
that everything will be all right. And, and God used her to reassure you. So in the meantime, how did you handle the quarantine situation? Uh, since now both of your two family members um, in the same household with the virus, how did, you, how did you deal with this? How did you cope with this? Well, um, I praise God because even though my daughter, Danny, was tested positive, she was asymptomatic and she had absolutely no difficulties whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, my husband was now taken to a quarantine facility. Um, it remaining in your home in spite of being infected with the COVID had been made punishable by, by law. Mm -hmm. So each, so infected, each infected person had to be taken to the special quarantine facility prepared by the healthcare program and okay. very, very commendable facilities provided for all residents uh, of this land. And that too, for free, mm. absolutely free. Mm. Uh, so that was a big blessing. Yes. And I was soon, yes. And I was soon told uh, through a phone call from the healthcare authorities that since my daughter was only six years old, I, as the parent, would be accompanying her to the hospital quarantine facility as well. So we would be together. Um, and so praise God and, and hallelujah. Oh, uh -huh. beyond, beyond anything. Uh, and so just a, a note over here, you know, we can hear lots of, get lots of misinformation from around because of fear of, you know, many things that people have. But it's always good to go through to the source of the mm -hmm. healthcare where they yes. will give you the proper information. Yes. Yes. And uh, so they, they were very kind and they encouraged me to ask, ask them whatever queries I may have mm -hmm. over the phone. And they answered each question very kindly, very patiently. So that really helped. Mm -hmm. So I had a new lesson in knowing how to trust God completely. Um, my daughter and I were admitted together in a very good facility. It really actually seemed like a really nice hotel more than an actual hospital. My husband was placed in a different facility um, okay. altogether. Mm. Yes. Um, the doctors and nurses and you know, the, the helpers, everyone, they were just so kind. And God really took care of every, every detail mm. of what happened. So at some point along the way now, you tested positive as well. Um, yes, so here's the whole family. <laughs> yes, uh, it was positive. a good thing, I would say. Um, such a positive family, you know. So <laughs> I, I, I was, um, I was instructed by the nursing care, and you know, we even though we, my daughter and I were put in the same room, we had to maintain that social distancing, that distance of at least two meters, and we had to have masks on our face at all times, and. Um, but here, since my daughter was positive and I was tested negative, I was like, it's good if I'm also tested positive so I can take care of her. And, you know, she, we, we don't have to. She, she was um, longing for those hugs and, you know, that, you know, how it, how it is. And so it was getting a little difficult because having to keep that distance, even though we were so close in the same room. But um, I got tested positive just the day before Danny's birthday. And that was um, even though I was there in the care of the nurses and uh, everything was so good, but I rapidly got really sick. Uh, mm. I had intense fever and uh, mm -hmm. coughing and, and that night I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. It was, mm. it was really hard. It was, I was gasping for breath. And uh, so mine 
my case of the COVID took a little bit of a, a different turn and I had to be on um, oxygen supply at all times, 24 mm -hmm. seven. And so in, in all of that, my daughter, I was always very conscious of how my daughter was seeing everything. And so I was like, Lord, please give me the strength to let her know that, you know, everything is okay. Mm -hmm. And by God's grace, he just gave her so much peace of mind. She was fine. She was dealing with everything well. And uh, I'm, I just praise God because in the, in the midst of all that was happening, the mm -hmm. not knowing uh, what's going to happen next, even the thought of death never even crossed my mind. Mm. Um, and it was, it was wonderful to see how God was speaking to me through so many ways. And so mm -hmm. um, shortly thereafter, I got uh, tested positive and then my, now my daughter tested negative. So that mm. was wonderful. I was so happy that she tested negative. But here now it posed a different challenge for us because now they, we had to be even more, more careful right. that I don't right. um, get mm -hmm. too closer. Because like I said, back then, we didn't have as much information as we do now. And we were told that even though Danny tested negative, mm. she, could test, she could catch the virus all mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. So there was just one incident that that got to me a bit, and um, and so I will I will share what the Lord did for me mm -hmm. at that time. Um, what was beautiful was that you know I just thank God for the the nursing care, the the way that they, in spite of them going through their own personal difficulties and challenges, they would come and be so cheerful to with with us patients. Mm -hmm. And I I became pretty close to one of the the, the nurses there. And uh, Danny's birthday, she was, you know, uh, as little children are, they were eager. She was eager to celebrate her birthday, but she understood that things were different now. Yes. yes. So oh. imagine our surprise when the head nurse, she comes into the room with a couple of other nurses with a cake oh. to sing happy oh. birthday for Danny. And I'm like, how oh, in the world did you know? Yes. I mean, that, that was so sweet of her because mm -hmm. from the files she found out that Danny's birthday was on that mm -hmm. particular day and you know and I saw that this was God's blessing that through total strangers he shows his love as well oh, and yes. uh, you know it, it may yeah. seem like a petty thing but it meant a lot to Danny of and course. it means a lot to me uh -huh. so it was just beautiful the way um God showed his love. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you had plenty of opportunity or the little windows of opportunity of uh, witnessing for God through your, uh, your uh, interaction with the, with the nursing staff. Share a little bit about that. Oh, I'd love to. There were times when the, the nurses and the doctors, so they would come into, into the room and they'd be like, um, what is wrong with you? You know, a doctor asked me, well, what is wrong with you? How come you're so peaceful and so cheerful? And, I'm, and I, I was taken aback that he asked me that kind of a question. And uh, I could easily say, this is because of my God and mm -hmm. what he's doing. Mm -hmm. It is the peace he has given me. And, mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, oh, uh, please, please, um, do you pray to your God? And I said, indeed, I do. Uh, mm -hmm. And he said, yes, please pray for us, which was a wonderful thing to hear from this doctor. He he and his whole staff were lo uh, local, and mm -hmm. it was wonderful to see um, somebody from a different religion mm -hmm. asking you for prayers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. believing that the prayers that you offer to your God would help them as well. Amen. And, uh, I, wow. I praise God. And um, 
the some of the nurses who would come in i'll just share this <laughs> this this experience um when the the nurse was trying to um put in the the iv for me mm -hmm. uh, it it was just not happening and you know after five times of trying to to get the needle into, into my hand i was yeah <laughs> big ouch uh, i was i was like um if it's okay with you let's pray okay yes. okay <laughs> And uh -huh. and uh, I I took this liberty to tell him let let's pray because uh, he was the the male nurse he was a Christian as well so it wouldn't mm -hmm. be grating on anything mm -hmm. um, and so we just prayed and we finished praying and he got uh, mm. the needle in without mm -hmm. any difficulty and mm. and he he looked at me because all I could see was of course his eyes because the face mask and everything right and and he was he looked at me he said. God is real. Wow. And I said, I said God is so real, my brother. God is uh -huh. so real. Uh -huh. And I said, you know, because you know Jesus, you know the God I prayed to. Mm -hmm. You have the advan advantage that whenever you go to do uh, your part for any patient mm -hmm. and things don't go right, you can always pray in your heart to this God. And, uh, mm -hmm. and he said, I've seen it with my eyes right now. Mm -hmm. It's happening. So, mm -hmm. so every time that he came to visit me, to just to check on me later, he, he was like, I'm experiencing something different. You know? So I praise God that he was, um, he had an experience with what uh -huh. God can do. Yes. Yeah, yes. For him. Yeah. So, and you had some other, um, other experiences too with, with the nurses and the staff there uh, as well. So, yeah. I, I will share this. God really gave me a lot of joy and happiness. And it was, every day was, was special. It was, it was precious. But there was one, one day, one particular day when it just became very heavy uh, mm. for me. It mm. was, it was the Sabbath. Mm. A Sabbath day and uh, Friday Friday night, my daughter and I we went to bed. We, we we slept really late. Somehow we just slept so late. And then Sabbath early morning, very early in the morning, a nurse just walked in. Uh, a male nurse just walked in, and he had to do the swab test for us. And uh, when he did it for for me, it was it was painful. I mean, I've I've had a number of these tests and. You know, it was okay. We can deal with it. A threshold of pain is fine. But this was brutal. Wow. <laughs> and so immediately yeah. mm. my thought went to my daughter, who is like two meters away, deep mm. sleep. Mm. And uh, he just very roughly shook her. And she just, you know, she was barely awake. And then he just, he put that no, nasal swab, right, no, oh. really rough. And, mm. and poor thing, she cried. And it was so painful that she really cried bitterly. And there, mm. oh, it was... Yeah. Um, knowing that you were right there with your child mm -hmm. and yet you can't go and comfort her or, you know, mm -hmm. make her feel better. And from a distance, I had, I, I was just talking to her and tried to calm her down. I, I sang to her and I thank God, God let mm -hmm. her drift off into sleep. Mm -hmm. But that particular moment, um, it was, it was difficult. It was so difficult. And um, that day it was just uh, somehow just quite heavy and I couldn't understand what was going on. Um, my husband uh, was, in, as I mentioned, in a different facility, but the doctors who were treating me said, since your husband has received one negative, he can be shifted to, to this facility where we are in, and mm -hmm. he can be cared for over there, which would be wonderful. And the mm -hmm. doctors who were treating me said, we can uh, give a word to the hospital that he's in so mm -hmm. they can make arrangements to bring him. Right. So this was 
a span of like three days and he still wasn't able to be shifted to this place. So mm -hmm. we were all wondering what's going on. Uh, but in that moment of seeing my daughter struggle over there and not being able to physically comfort her, mm. it was difficult. But suddenly the thought just flashed into my mind. Thousands of years ago, there was a child of a, of a father that was hanging on the cross. Mm. And this God, this God, father, was able to have the power to do whatever he could to, to relieve that child of, its, of his mm -hmm. suffering. But because of you and me, he chose not to take, not to comfort his child, but he chose to save us instead. And just suddenly it, uh, it occurred to me what God had done for me. As a mother and my child, I suddenly understood a little more clearly what God did for us by letting his son die on the cross and and then raising him up and giving us hope. So today we can have hope in, in Jesus. And um, that, that whole process was very powerful in my mind because um, I just saw the love that God has mm -hmm. for us. And if you mm -hmm. feel you have love toward your child, the love that God has for us is like unfathomable. Yeah. And uh, on this particular Saturday, Sabbath day, uh, we couldn't understand why my husband couldn't uh, wasn't shifted as yet to this facility. But later that night, and somehow that whole Sabbath day was very heavy for me. And, and uh, I was like, Lord, please help me to be strong. Help me to know that things, everything is in your hand and we, we can trust in you for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it reminds me of this this thought in The Desire of Ages where it says just like this, whenever one is encompassed with clouds, perplexed by circumstances, or afflicted by poverty or distress, Satan is at hand to tempt and annoy. Mm. He attacks our weak points of character. He seeks to shake our confidence in God, who suffers such a condition of things to exist. We are tempted to distrust God, to question his love, Often the tempter comes to us as he came to Christ, arraying before us our weaknesses and infirmities. He hopes to discourage the soul and to break our hold on God. Then he is sure of his prey. If we would meet him as Jesus did in the wilderness, we should escape many a defeat. By parlaying with the enemy, we give him an advantage. Mm. And uh, Satan uses those moments when you feel weak, to make you wonder, Lord, what's happening? But then when we remember that we don't need to give any power to, uh, to Satan, but we can give all the power to the Lord. He mm -hmm. comes, God comes through in, in mighty and miraculous ways. What was wonderful was that the, the nurse who I, who I became closely acquainted with, when she would come to me and, uh, and you know, we'd have prayer times together. That particular Sabbath day when I said it was heavy because I couldn't understand what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, but late that night, it was all, almost midnight, when my room had a window that was uh, facing the entrance of this hospital facility. Mm -hmm. And an ambulance came in at, uh, it was almost midnight. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, I just knew in my heart that that's my husband in there. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. And so we were ready to, uh, even if they allowed him to be in the same facility as we were in, he would be in different room in a different. Uh-huh. But just knowing that we were in under the same room, yes, same room, yes, was somehow strengthening. Mm-hmm. But what I want to share at this point is, when my husband was wheeled into the the facility that we were in, mm. um, you know, it so happens that at that point of time we couldn't contact each other somehow we couldn't get uh, you know we couldn't mm. call each other we couldn't mm-hmm. uh, know what's happening and then suddenly i get a call from the nurse who the head nurse who mm-hmm. became close to me and she said is your husband's name and he mentioned and she read out mm-hmm. a name i said yes but how do you you know all kinds of questions she said your god your god is great oh. Oh. and she's like because just think about this we are in a facility that has about 1200 patients in that facility and that there, there are there are a number of hospital staff and of all the people who should be there appointed mm. to wheel my husband into the facility then this dear lady this dear mm. nurse and she got in touch with me to tell me that my husband had mm. arrived indeed mm. and that she was taking him to a to the necessary place Mm-hmm. and uh, and she said what are the odds of that happening yeah, this happened so because god wanted to let you know that that he's taking care of you he can mm. can comfort you and i just felt totally peace my husband was fine my daughter was fine everything you know everything just went on really fine mm-hmm. and so we just praised god that god took care of every every single thing i mean he allowed me he allowed he allowed us to go through a certain uh, period because sometimes we need to be aware of what's going on before we can really understand the magnitude of what god is doing in our life yes um, uh-huh. and uh, i believe that anyone who's gone through illnesses has a story to tell about their personal hardships mm-hmm. and challenges mm-hmm. everybody has different ways of dealing with fear panic mm-hmm. insecurities at all but mm-hmm. i can safely say it is a huge relief when you sense and believe and trust that jesus is right there with you and that he will handle everything in the way he knows best just knowing without a shred of doubt that you can trust this wonderful heavenly father and friend is a matter of inexplicable peace literally the eye in the eye of the storm i understand uh, yes God. no doubt there there were several lessons that you learned through from this from this whole difficult experience um and so what would you as we come to a close what do you what as you reflect on this whole experience what do you think was the most important lesson that you learned from this this experience well and, and being in the eye of the storm <laughs> i understood this one thing that you don't we don't have to understand what god is doing we don't have to understand the why mm-hmm. we just need if we just trust in god the kind of peace that he gives in our heart he takes care of everything else he equips us for whatever is mm-hmm. out there so mm-hmm. um what i took away from this experience is instead of asking why me lord i was like why not me i mean mm-hmm. we belong to the god who sees everything that's going on and we can trust him so intimately and inexplicably mm-hmm. and 
just knowing that we have the father who is in charge of what's going on in the world, why not me? Mm. Mm-hmm. If somebody else can see what God is doing for me, through me, then why not me? You know, and so that's, that's, I think, one of the most valuable lessons that uh, God has allowed me to see, that if you trust in the Lord, your God, allow him to take you through whatever. Mm-hmm. And he will take care of all the other little things that might um, cloud you or thinking or, you know, he. It's okay to doubt, have doubts. Babs. It's okay to have doubts, but do not dwell on those doubts. Mm. What we need to dwell on is the promise that God said that he would be with us no matter what. Mm. And when he says he's going to be with us, it means that he's going to take care of every other little area that might even come as a shadow of doubt. Mm-hmm. And it talks about it speaks to me about Psalm 23 it says Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And this is true. This whole COVID experience for my family was the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. It was not death itself. It was the shadow. Mm-hmm. And we can be afraid of shadows, but when we, have, when we are facing the light that is God, the shadows always fall behind us. Mm-hmm. They don't have to cloud our vision of who God is in. It's just marvelous. And I'm like, whatever else is out there, whatever else is challenging out there, God will take us and he, he, will, he will give us how much we can bear. Mm-hmm. And if we're like, oh, Lord, this is too much to bear, it's because God has confidence in us that he knows that we will be able to bear it. I, I just praise God for the immense amount of prayer support and love that we received um, through prayer support. Uh, it's it means a lot when you know that there are people who are earnestly praying for you and mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. God just gives us peace. Amen. It's the greatest thing. Amen. Special thanks to Enid and Sherilyn for what they have done for us today. The announcement I promised you this morning, remember? is the upcoming IWM's webinar that's happening on February the 18th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The title of the webinar is How to Prepare for a Looming Transition. Cheryl Doss, IWM's director, is joined by Myron and Candace Eisminger. Myron and Candace serve in Egypt. Together with Cheryl and the Eismingers, you are in for a transformative discussion on what it means to be ready when those different kinds of transitions enter into our lives. To save your seat in the event, click the webinar link in the show notes and register. We're looking forward to having you with us. Again, the title of the webinar is How to Prepare for a Looming Transition, February the 18th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, there are at least a couple things I'd like to ask you today to help us with. One, share this episode with someone who might have similar challenges as were described in the interview today. Tell that person why you think they should hear the interview we shared with you today. Second, invite your team members or other missionaries to attend the webinar on February 18th. We count on you to spread the word. My name is Alex Ott and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.